think about this from a common sense perspective. How did how did most of you, if not all of us, how did you learn the stove was hot? We touched it, right? Now, common sense would tell us not to do that. So there is the first thing that whether or not common sense exists, decidedly it is learned, right? And so one of the things that I would propose as we go through this is maybe consider replacing the word common sense with culture because culture is what drives behavior and we learn culture through experiences. I'm just throwing that out there now. Now, uh, I, 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 I hope this sentence looks good when you type it out and say, why do people not utilize I and I? I realized when I abbreviated it, it looked kind of silly, but think about it. If, if you're working on an energized power line or any, any kind of energized circuit, electrical circuit, and I don't care what the voltage is, whether it's in your house, changing out a plug or working on an energized power line. Why in the world, if we all had the same level of common sense, is it not common sense that we should insulate and isolate and protect ourselves? And if that common sense exists, then how in the world do we have as many fatalities, flashes, burns, uh, horrible incidents that we have every year, if it's common sense? Because Another thing that I'll propose right now for your consideration is if common sense truly existed, we really wouldn't need safety. If common sense truly existed, we could just count on people to do the right thing because it's common sense. Common sense would tell you if it's icy outside, you should be extra careful and not fall. How many of us have ever slipped on ice? Uh, you know, common sense would say, it would be very difficult, if not impossible, if I use common sense to lock my keys in the car. Funny story that I won't elaborate on. I actually locked my keys in the trunk of my car one time. I really want you to think about while I was getting gas at a gas station. Uh, so uh, I, I solved that problem and I joke about it, but I tell people all the time, like I, I promise you, I will never lock my keys in the trunk of my car again. Now, this is my favorite. Now, it's not my favorite one. And, and those of you that have been in any class with me before any of these sessions or have talked to me for more than five minutes uh, in a safety-related conversation probably know that my ultimate pet peeve and the incident that I hate the most, and I guess I should say hate the most from a preventability standpoint, uh, the ones you hate the most are obviously when somebody is fatally or very tragically injured, severely injured. But how in the world, if common sense exists, could we possibly ever set an outrigger down on someone else's foot? And this happened, and it has happened more than once. How in the world could somebody ever set an outrigger down on their own foot if common sense exists and we could count on people to use common sense? And I really, I, no, that's the one nobody will ever be able to explain to me. Either way, whether it's somebody setting an outrigger on their own foot or somebody setting an outrigger on somebody else's foot. I, 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 you can't explain that. I, I, it's just, it, to me, it demonstrates how little common sense we have. So we will now switch gears and sort of forget all the semantics of the word common sense and how it's defined and what level it exists to and uh, talk instead about then a, a couple of things that I, I hope we all can agree on, which is this. And, uh, I don't know if you, I hope you took the time to read, read the article and if you've got it in front of you, that's great. If you don't, that's fine too. Uh, but 
you'll, I hope you'll notice this. Sometimes these presentations don't necessarily follow in order the article and they go in a little more deep. This one follows the article pretty well. So if you have it available, uh, might be good as a reference, but variations in common sense. And in, in the article, it talks about, you know, that first thing, people are equal, but never the same. And it gives a longer list and says, you know, each of us has different levels of situational awareness and risk tolerance, as, as you see on the screen there, but also preconceived notions about worksite conditions and hazards, preferences, motivations, tendencies, the work methods we prefer, the way we like a job to be done. So a key point there is no two people, no two groups are the same. And I even argue to a certain extent, no one person from day to day and hour to hour and minute to minute in terms of risk tolerance, situational awareness, all those things I just listed is exactly the same. So you could add common sense to that list, right? No two people have exactly the same level of common sense for a given task, probably. Now, I don't propose by saying this, that making decisions ever based on your gut feelings is a bad thing. Sometimes that may be appropriate, very rarely, especially at work and especially when we're talking about safety. Also, usually not a good idea, with, especially with safety again, that we make decisions purely based on comfort and convenience. Unfortunately, we do quite a bit. That availability bias we talk about. Uh, so intentional decision-making. And folks obviously make decisions different ways. Sometimes based on what we might perceive as common sense. Sometimes what we might perceive as fact sometimes based on assumptions. And we'll talk about some decision-making tools later that can help with intentional decision-making. And then I think one of the, probably the key points and another thing equally almost up there with the outriggers on people's feet is incident investigations, root cause analysis, the time, the effort that we put into those and always, please let me say, uh, when I'm using the term we, that is not reflective. I don't mean me. I don't mean you. I don't mean your organization. I'm just making a general statement. But I would imagine it's probably true for all of us. At some point in time, there was an incident. Maybe you were part of the investigation. Maybe you weren't. Maybe you were part of the incident. Uh, maybe you were responsible for writing the reports afterwards, making the corrective actions, doing the training associated with it, whatever it may be. But how often it amazes me the time and the effort that we put into investigating incidents and then the whole corrective action that we come up with, well, we should pay more attention. We should focus on the task. Not those are good things. I mean, definitely people should pay attention. They should focus on the task. They should follow the rules. But if all you're going to come up with as the result of an incident investigation is basically in some form or fashion to say we should use more common sense i.e. follow the rules, pay more attention, focus, whatever. Why even do the incident investigation? And, and I think that that's where you really start getting into the more we assume folks have common sense and the more we assume that that common sense is common, then we're eliminating actually finding out the causes and understanding the environment and the reasons that incident occur. And we get into those do better kind of corrective action sort of things. Uh, so that is for sure uh, 
I just making the point now. People are different. People are different. We're all different. Some in good ways, some in bad ways, but we're all different. So we certainly can't assume when we're talking about something like common sense that we all have the same level of common sense. Well, what does that mean? And just to make the argument, because this is one of those, as I was writing this article, uh, have you ever tried to think about something and given yourself a headache? Anybody ever done that before? This was one of those for me when I was really starting to think about how I felt personally about common sense. One of the ways that I thought about was, you know, and it, it says it in here, and I, I just want to read a little bit of the article. Perhaps the best way to make the argument that common sense doesn't exist is to assume it does, because this really got me down a train of thought here. Um, think about it. a world truly based on common sense sounds ideal, right? We wouldn't need to create culture or lead people because they would always do the right thing. We could eliminate our safety programs because people would be able to identify and control hazards on their own. And we could throw away our safety and work methods manuals because people would always know what to do and how to work. It would just be common sense. So think about these things. I mean, to a certain extent, is it common sense not to text and drive? I think most of us would probably agree that it's common sense not to text and drive. Speed limit. If you just purely went by common sense, the word limit means as fast as you can go. So therefore, everybody would drive the speed limit or less. But I would argue probably at least 90% of us always go at least a mile an hour over the speed limit, which really isn't common sense again. So uh, if we truly believed in the hierarchy of controls from top to bottom, and we were gonna work on an energized circuit, how would we control it? De-energize it, turn the power off, eliminate the hazard, eliminate the hazard. That's where we always should start, at least. How often do we ever even consider that when we're thinking about and planning our work? And I guess we should be fair to the folks in the field and say, that usually has to be considered by someone two to three weeks ahead of a job for it to ever happen, but nonetheless, we make the assumption that we can't do it, so we don't do it. When common sense tells us it should be our first choice. So, you know, how often do we skip like the first three or four levels of that hierarchy of control and go straight to PPE? And so if you were with, with us last month, we had a huge discussion about that. I'm gonna, I, I won't uh, reiterate any of that discussion, but you know, common sense is you should never actually need your PPE. You should always use it. And yet it's almost like our preferred method of hazard control. Uh, this one was interesting to me as I, as I was just thinking about some examples of common sense. Would it not be true if common sense truly did exist that we were when we were using equipment, let's just take a line truck or something like that, for instance, uh, that we would never side pull. And all our pulls would be vertical and straight up and down. We would never use the boom to support the weight of a pole. We would never use our pickup truck to pull wire. Not that any of you have ever done that before. Um, there's a lot of things we wouldn't do. And if we didn't do those things and we use the equipment always like we should, think about how much that would extend the life cycle of the life cycle, not the like cycle. Although if your equipment was, uh, in better shape, you might like it better. So the like and life cycle, we'll say that. 
of your equipment, right? Common sense would tell you, and uh, I'll use her as an example because I'm, I'm not talking behind her back. This is something we joke about all the time. But my wife is one of these. How many of you are like this? Like if she's got to be somewhere, and if you pulled up Google and not that it's this specific, like a Google Maps or a driving app, and it said it was going to take you two minutes and 13 seconds to arrive at your destination, she would leave our house two minutes and 13 seconds exactly to get there. And that only puts you in the parking lot, not the building. And that makes a whole lot of assumptions that there won't be any kind of extra traffic or like you hit a red light or something like that. Uh, but if we used common sense, I would argue in most cases, nobody would ever be late because they would leave a little bit earlier and think about quality. We would do it right the first time because common sense tells us if we got to go back and do it again, or if there's any kind of rework and or if the system fails or whatever else over the course of time, that will make us less productive, but quality suffers. Common sense would tell us that you know, we, we like all our fingers and toes, so to speak, so we should work safely. And yet we make choices not to. So this was as I was thinking about my personal feelings about common sense. And, and I will say this, this whole article started in a fascinating discussion. I had in a frontline live session with a group of folks one day that were going through frontline online. And we were talking about this very subject and it re really inspired me to think about it a little more. And a lot of what you see is actually some of their thoughts, which I thought were really good and really valid about common sense. But that really was the way that helped me understand my feelings about common sense was to do exactly what we're doing right now is perhaps the best way to prove common sense doesn't exist is to assume it does. Because if we assume it does, I think everything we just talked about, at least to a certain extent, is probably True. So then the next topic and the most important topic that we want to talk about is the implication and application of common sense. Again, truly at the end, of the, I, I hope when this is over that truth be told, it really doesn't matter how we define common sense and whether we believe in it or not. What matters is what we do to protect ourselves and to protect our coworkers. And so I, I put this quote up here that I use a lot, lead, manage, and interact with people how they are and not how we wish they were. Now, I think it's all, it's fair to say we wish that everybody had common sense and we wish for whatever task that we're performing, everybody had, I'll use the term you all are using a lot, both common sense and common knowledge, but it's not, I was going to say not fair. That's not really the right word. It, it's, it's probably not a good idea. We'll say that to assume that that's true. Some may have more common sense than others. Some may have more knowledge than others. Uh, the, the sense and the knowledge are not that common. So we lead manage people how they are. And people have different levels of risk tolerance. People have different levels of situational awareness, that whole list of things we talked about earlier which is where we get into, again, not relying on gut feeling, common sense, those sort of things, comfort and convenience for our decision-making, but relying on tools. And my two favorite decision-making tools are on the first line there, 
the E plus R equals O, event plus response equals outcome from Jack Canfield's Success Principles. Uh, if you ever get a chance to read that book, great book, that's principle one, take 100% responsibility. So it's like chapter one. You don't have to read much of the book to, to get the detail on that. But essentially what Jack explains with that equation is we can't always, and most of the time probably don't, control the events in our life. But if we clearly define what we want the outcome to be, that will help make our response almost automatic. So I think we focus a lot on the events, which is where we try to sort of blame other people, make excuses, those sort of things, rather than thinking about what we want the outcome to be and how to respond accordingly. A tool I really love, and I'm sure that little brief uh, explanation of it didn't do it justice. Uh, a very similar tool that kind of says exactly the same thing in a different way that a lot of you are probably familiar with, especially if you've ever had any human performance training is start. Well, actually the tool is called a self check in the DOE handbook, but they use start, which stands for stop, think, act, review. And the way we explain that is you stop before you do anything for as long as necessary. Most of the time that's going to be a very brief pause. Then you think about again, similar to E plus R equals O, what do I want the outcome to be? What am I trying to accomplish? How prepared am I? How much sense and knowledge do I have for this task? And once I've verified all the system conditions and what I need and all that, then I act. And then after I react, after I act, I review to see whether my goal was accomplished and if I could have done anything better. Other HP tools, and if you want, if you want to look these up, just sometime look up the DOE Human Performance and Handbook Volume Two. Uh, but validate assumptions is a great one, and I think that's probably fairly self-explanatory. And then a questioning attitude, and I love a questioning attitude. And this is not a disrespectful devil's advocate kind of always questioning everything, but this is where we truly do create an environment and a culture where people are not only feel safe to speak up, but they're encouraged to speak up when they have questions, when they have concerns, when they don't understand. And how often do you in hearing work, and I especially love like if you're ever doing any kind of rigging or lifting something, you know, how often do we just make assumptions? I think we can pick this up or I think this piece of equipment is going to hold, you know, it picked up a 40 foot pole. So surely it'll pick up a 50 foot pole sort of thing. Uh, so use these tools, whichever you prefer, maybe in combination, there's a lot of other tools out there and you have things like job briefings and a whole lot of other things, JHAs come to mind, post-job briefings that help you and encourage you to use these tools, to gain situational awareness, to use the hierarchy of control, to identify hazards and to control hazards. And then from a safety standpoint, again, like I said, we can't just assume folks are going to do the right thing. We can't just assume everybody has common sense. What we have to do is create culture. And that was really one of the things that I hope is a, uh, a point you can understand and that will resonate with you is maybe replace the word common sense completely with culture. And again, culture being defined as your combination of experiences, values, beliefs, norms, whatever, that drive behavior. So create the right kind of culture and then have a safety and health management system that supports that culture first and also includes the hierarchy of controls and all those other things that we talked about. And I just, I cannot overstress 
the importance of the implication and the application. And, and I wanted to read as we're talking about this two things here, because it would be easy to take some of this maybe the wrong way. So let me be clear about two things. And I'm reading from page five, if you're following along in the magazine right now. Uh, the first couple of sentences under implication and applications, but it says this, let me be clear about two things. First, I do not mean to imply that we are stupid and incapable of making logical and informed decisions. Absolutely, we are. My point is, I think sometimes we prefer to make this. I don't even know that we prefer. I just think that we do without thinking about it. We make decisions more on comfort and convenience than again on decisions and factual information. So we are certainly capable of making logical and informed decisions. Second, I acknowledge that gut feelings and experience are sometimes a good basis of correct decisions. And then it says, and I hope that I've stressed this well today, what's important here is not the debate about common sense. It is the application of that debate. Same quote, we must lead, manage, and interact with people as they are, not the way we wish they were. That means we cannot and should not rely on our own common sense or the common sense of others. Decision-making tools, validating assumptions, questioning attitude, safety culture. I just, I cannot stress enough. Uh, reliance on PPE and or common sense is last. Yeah. If you look at the hierarchy of controls, PPE is always last. And I just, if you don't, it's always a great exercise. Just go out and listen to your job briefings and read some of the documentation from them. I almost guarantee it in 50% of the time, if not more, you'll see. Here's a hazard. Here's what PPE we need. Let's go to work. And we skip the whole top part of the hierarchy of control. Thank you for joining us for this podcast, which was produced by the team at Frontline Utility Leadership and Incident Prevention Magazine. Don't miss our next podcast. Make sure you subscribe at iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. Until next time, stay safe. Stay safe.